0: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Creatives on Business with myself, Henry Marsh, where it was my job to chat to all of the amazing creative human beings from around the world. Our guest today, all the way from PE, I believe, is Woman International Chess Master, Jessie Febb. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Henry. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: It's such a joel. It's uh, we, we've actually been chatting off air for, for quite a, like literally for 20 minutes. And uh, <laughs> we, we, had to get the, we had to get the episode started at some point, just because I felt like there was a lot of information uh, being thrown around that I actually wanted to include in the episode. So uh, for people in the world who don't know who Jesse Feb is, uh, give us a bit of a breakdown.
1: Um, all right, so first of all, I'm a human being, which is very important to note. Um, I'm 23 years old, the you the age, and uh, yeah, I, I've, um, I've been playing chess for a little bit, you know, here and there, tried to make a living out of playing, but then decided, wait, content creation. So then we started streaming, and I'm also coaching on the side, because, you know, when, when you get to a point where you don't think you can play chess anymore it's better to just share your knowledge with the world before you start forgetting things. Then uh, I've reached that stage of my life. It's all downhill from here. I'm, I'm obviously joking. Um, yeah, so I'm just filling my, my life with chess at the moment and and a bunch of other things. So, you know, content creation, writing, and sleeping. are so important.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. You're one of those kinds of people you get eight hours of sleep a night
1: um i'm not gonna tell you how long i slept last night <laughs> last few days i haven't been getting much sleep because of streaming yesterday i streamed for nine hours straight and not on purpose it just happened to be a nine hour stream and then i fell asleep at 10 i woke up at nine so
0: <clears throat> wow it's like a whole reverse osmosis thing there um that's a, <laughs> that's a really horrible joke <laughs> 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 Uh, wow. Um, so Jesse, actually, we the reason I actually connected with you was I, I found your your chess stream, and that's I feel like it's probably going to be a, 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 a quite a portion of today's episode of Creatives on Business. Uh, how how did you guys make a decision to to start streaming chess, and and what is chess streaming, and who are you doing it with at the moment?
1: Honestly, I thought when when you said you you found a chess stream, I thought you were going to say memes instead. Um, But Chess Stream seems uh, more likely to speak about today. Um, So last year, I think it was last year, two years ago, Rebecca and I, Rebecca Selkirk, who is my co-streamer partner thing um, on hashtag Chess. So we kind of stream on that channel together. She's streaming at the moment, actually. And then, uh, can I I say that? Of course. Can I say that? Okay, cool. We love (laughs) bunting,
0: Go for it. Oh. Punting? What? Yeah, punting. What does that punting, mean? punting, like your, your, your things that you're doing. Punting, like you're talking about them. Um, advertise, free advertising.
1: Free advertising. Okay, cool. Alright, so uh, two years ago, we were kind of traveling a lot together. We played in the, um, the Chess Olympiad, the World Chess Olympiad. And I don't know, I just feel like uh, while we were traveling, we kept wanting to kind of ex- share our experiences. And then last year in August, I played a tournament close to Cape Town, and she came and visited the tournament. It was in the West Coast, and we kind of had a sit-down, and we were like, why don't we start streaming? And we were trying to come up with a name for our stream and try to keep it um, South African-related because I knew, and she also knew that, I mean, there weren't a lot of chess streamers in South Africa, and if they were, they were very on and off. And even in Africa, I mean, there was no one kind of bringing chess the publicity and commercialization and uh, i mean i wanted to call it south side but i guess that just didn't sound too catchy and because we're low-key hipsters we decided on hashtag chess soon enough and that was actually a week before we went live we decided to create an account everywhere and just call ourselves hashtag chess. And uh, back to the commercialization, I mean, with chess, um, it's not a very popular sport in, in Africa and South Africa. You'd find rugby and cricket and soccer and and all of these sports receive a lot more attention because, of course, they're on television. Um, everyone just kind of flocks to watch it and taking sides or like choosing a team and, and that kind of stuff, admiring players. So we decided to, to try and try to do that with chess and Twitch offered us a platform to do so. So now we're just trying to create some content and, and uh, obviously just spread awareness for chess across the country and worldwide. I didn't know that our community was going to grow so fast. And to be honest, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, things just happened. And I, I'm an avid believer of everything happens for a reason. And I feel like it just happened at the right time, and we're growing, and it's nice. Yeah.
0: I think I think there's a lot of people who listen to the podcast who l- agree with your sentiment on uh, things happen for the right reasons, or things start to happen because you choose to make them happen. And and also, I, I suppose a worldwide pandemic didn't hurt your uh, streaming viewership either.
1: <laughs> so that's actually funny. So COVID, oh my gosh, damn COVID. We started streaming right before the pandemic hit. So that was in March, I think, that lockdown was implemented and and all these things, the craze started. We started streaming in January. So of course, when COVID hit, the chess started booming. Like online chess was all the rage. um, Even just on Twitch, Twitch in general, there was a huge boom and a lot of like esport companies um, were kind of attracted towards chess. I know that some chess players are our signed with esports sports um, companies worldwide and so on. And a lot of people started streaming, which made the competition a lot tougher. Initially, there weren't a lot of chess streamers and we had found um, that it was just a great time to, to start in Jan. Because a lot of the chess streamers who weren't big are big now. And we were able to collaborate with them at the time. So that was a nice catch as well. Um, but just chess is a lot bigger now than it was before COVID began. And I'm very lucky to have majority of my coaching online. So that didn't really hurt much. But of course, I miss the schools that I actually go and coach at. Because I am I coach at collegiate. I don't know if you know... Uh, collegiate and Grey in Port Elizabeth um, the, the very small city you know it's not mm. as big as uh, Cape Town and Johannesburg Henry yeah
0: mm. good thing I'm not from either one of those two places
1: <laughs> wait where are you from
0: <laughs> coming to you all the way from uh, oh. the Snor the Snor city Pretoria
1: oh and Gauteng that's mm. what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but that's awesome <laughs> because I actually what I, one of the things I wanted to chat to you about was your is it is it a chess school that you have Bright Minds?
1: Yeah. So in November last year, I launched my chess academy, Bright Minds Chess Academy, and we had like a whole Halloween themed launch to start it off. And, um. Yeah, it was, it was my project until, of course, COVID hit. that every single week, I would have these sessions, I kind of converted my garage into like a chess studio, where we had tables and chairs and chess sets and a projector and I would give lectures and interactive kind of classes on on improving chess and one of the local chess clubs. um, saw what I was trying to do, they mainly focus on playing. So every week they meet on a Thursday. And they focus on like uh, just um, tournaments and matches and they wanted to and send their players to the academy for coaching and I would send my uh, students to them for tournaments. So I thought it was a really nice uh, pairing. And also in Port Elizabeth, chess is not as popular as it used to be. Chess used to be a lot bigger. And now we have, we're lucky to have maybe one tournament every two months. Which isn't great, because um, if we look at really strong regions in the world, we have like Europe, for instance, who have some of the strongest chess players in the world. They have tournaments every single week, even during the week sometimes. And we're not as lucky, of course, because of the interest. The interest is not there. And so we're trying to just promote chess um, from a young age, of course. Um, sometimes kids reach an age where they're just like, ah, oh, chess is not that interesting anymore. I'm not going to play and maybe revisit chess again when they in their 30s or 40s and they're like, oh, I remember this game long, long ago in school I used to play and uh, it's just not, you, you got to keep the interest there and yeah. So, so that's the whole point of the, the academy and putting it online, it's gotten a lot of interest. I mean, it's one of the reasons I'm now a part of a lot of chess projects. <clears throat> so I'm very lucky um, and uh, we were staying in an apartment actually when I had this idea of starting the Academy and it also gave us the the confidence to to finally move <laughs> yeah
0: when, when you say we is this you and
1: it's my it's my mom and I so it's just okay, my mom awesome. and I yeah we, we move
0: together <laughs> that's amazing um so I, I'm really I'm really curious to hear more about the the streaming side of things because mm-hmm. A, because I think there's there's so much potential, as you mentioned, around the content creation, regardless of what it is that you're doing. Obviously you're you're in this really niche what I think is a niche field of of chess. Um, and it's it's awesome to me mm-hmm. to see how it started booming throughout the the worldwide lockdowns and things that started taking place, like even something like the pub champs that, that was happening. Um, Run me through sort of what your guys' process is, because you guys are quite religious about how you stream.
1: We definitely have a schedule. And I think the, the way we started streaming, we kind of jumped into the deep end because we didn't know anything. Um, yes, it's really cool that there was uh, Pog Champs that came later on, of course. But in the beginning, we started streaming and we tried to learn, like, what is a raid? What is an emote? How do things work? of growing and if you look back i'm pretty sure there are some clips and we removed it from youtube as well of the very first streams that we had the lag was crazy first of all we were like hyping up 100 followers and i believe after like our first stream we had like 10 followers and we were like oh my gosh this is growing so fast (laughs) and it was so cute back then you know and looking at it like um we didn't even know the lingo. We were kind of there was some dead air. We were so nervous. I remember the first stream. My heart was beating so, so, so fast. Um, right before we went live. And it was also summer, so you can you best believe we had to have like a fan on hand, or we like, is the fan making too much noise? I don't know. <laughs> so um that was really funny. And then after like the a few months went by, we looked back and we we're like, wow, look at how much we've grown, you know and uh we learned the term like vod video on demand and everything about social media we watched so many youtube clips on how to video edit and bit rates like what the hell is a bit rate (laughs) and the difference between obs and different like streaming platforms you could use or streaming software at least um obs stream labs and these things and um now things seem so easy and now there are also people starting to stream and coming to us like for advice like how do you do this and this and this and to think that we started there it's it's so crazy and it's like now i can actually help people learn how to stream and i never thought i'd be able to say that because um just like you henry like i'm very bad at technology yet these things just it it seems easy now but that just comes with time and experience i think and it it feels good to to be where we are (laughs) and i know that there's still a lot that we can still learn but yeah we'll we'll get there cross the bridge when we get there
0: (laughs) i feel like it's 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 been such a wild ride because so we were chatting off air that um i obviously found your guys's twitch stream at some point during the lockdown because i had rekindled my old school love what I thought when you were talking about these old people just now who refound uh chess in their thirties and forties, I'm like, is she talking about me? Does she realize I'm not that old? Um.
1: Oh, I was definitely not talking about you. Did you hear my voice rendition? It was, I did. It was, yeah. I did. So I was like, I was like, wow, is
0: that is that what I sound like? Um.
1: <laughs> I was I was trying to sound like you, Henry. I'm sorry if I didn't hit the nail on the head. <laughs>
0: It's okay. It's okay. What, what did you mention Of air? I have an ASMR voice. Um, I, I don't think you quite hear yeah, it, but it's okay. You, lots of, <laughs> lot, you You just said also lots of practice and you'll get there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so one of the cool things about the the Twitch streaming is it was also, it was something so completely different from me and coming into it and all the terminology and like the the technology about around how it's all done and actually through your twitch streaming and how you guys are streaming chess games and teaching chess and com- general conversation around chess um it gave me ideas on on streaming within my own industry and even now during the lockdown uh, i've done three live stream photo shoots um and it's it's literally just because of you guys it's because of your like the stream that i found with you guys um so what? yeah big big shout out to you guys and kudos to you guys for for putting it out there
1: oh my gosh are you serious that's yeah amazing. 100% live- yeah 100% what <laughs> i feel so good about that that's good <laughs> that's amazing wow and, um like what did you do during the live shoots like you spoke about it or was it just a so, like, camera in the background like lurking
0: no so so the the whole live stream photo shoots um and again again there was so much research i had to go and do and as you said like searching on youtube to find things on like how to do stuff and like how to do this and how to do that and like setting up obs and setting up cameras and this kind of thing uh but the live shoots was literally like i had a off camera i used my cell phone actually as a webcam and then I could mm-hmm. position that to show me in a studio environment taking photographs. And then I would have the photographs popping up as like a shared screen um, to people watching the live stream. And so people mm-hmm. could literally see what I was doing, how I was doing it, and the result thereof. And then because it was live, people could ask me questions on the fly. And yeah, we've done three of these already so far um, with a couple of camera manufacturer or camera shops that have been on the collab so yeah it's been a lot of fun and, and i wouldn't have had the idea if i I'd, i never watched your guys's Twitch stream
1: wow i had no idea honestly but Yeah, influencing lives the influencer life <laughs> yeah another one thing i'm trying to avoid because now we're, we're getting jumping into the youtube scene as well because i mean we posted in the beginning it was about five, six months ago that we posted on YouTube, but that was so crass looking back at those like little clips that we posted. I was so proud of like the covers I made. I was like, ew, don't do this. And then, um, now we want to jump back in. And the one thing I'm trying to avoid is like, hey guys, welcome back to my YouTube channel. It's like, oh my gosh, no, don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. So we're, we're just trying to avoid that. Um, but if you need like any like help with that stuff, um, we're we're happy to help. Uh, Thank what you. what Thank platform you. are you using? OBS, Streamlabs?
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly what it was that I, I ended up using. Um, and and it was like it was a big learning curve. But it, again, I feel like this uh-huh. conversation is is testament to the fact that if you just go and do a bit of research, you go onto YouTube, the Googles, and just type what it is that you're looking for. Like anybody can learn to do it. Mm yeah that's true um, so jesse i want to climb into a little bit of your your chess history because you're actually quite the badass chess human being um i, I think it's if if my if my research is correct you're like between first and second placed lady woman chess player in the country and, and you actually recently won the essay closed and then this year was supposed to be the 2020 olympiad which i, I understand is like the chess olympics um, how has that all like affected where you are at the moment in, in terms of your life? Because you also mentioned to me off-air that you were studying accounting and uh, you kind of just made the mm-hmm. decision to go full-time into chess. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I, I was studying for a few years and then decided to go into chess. But I mean, I've been playing chess since I was eight years old and um, it's just been a passion of mine for all that time. I only really started taking chess seriously when I was about 16 or 17. And that's when I learned about the world of chess. I mean, I was hidden from, from this world. Um, but with, with the internet, chess is, I mean, it's a lot bigger than, than it initially seems. Initially for like outsiders, you would just see a chess board and be like, Oh, couple nerds play in chess, but it's a lot more than that. There's a whole world of chess out there. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> uh, I forgot my train of thought. It's it's been it's been a rough ride, Henry.
0: It's, been a rough ride. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I completely understand, especially for someone who I feel has extremely weird sleeping patterns. Um, so maybe we can come back to your chain of thought if you think if you remember it. It's, it's okay. Um,
1: yeah, no, no. It's it's all good. So um, yeah, so the, the chess Olympiad is actually our chess Olympics that happens once every two years, and because of the whole COVID thing. Um, it, it went online, so we had the online chess Olympiad. It was really big, um, and they chose me to to be like board one of the of the online Olympiad, and we played against all these like really strong countries. We played against Hungary, uh, Ukraine, Netherlands. Um, there was a bunch of teams in our pool, and it was streamed online on chess.com, <clears throat> and we. It was so strict as well because they to stop like cheating. You only had one screen in your room. You weren't allowed to face a window. You had to do like a whole room scan. There was someone staring you down while you played, uh, just to make sure you're not cheating. They could unmute you at any time to just check. And uh, yeah, um, but I was I was lucky to be able to play board one there for the past four years. I've been number one in essay, well the female at least, uh, winning the, the South African Closed, like you mentioned. So I'm lucky enough to, to do that. Um, my first attempt at winning the essay Closed was in 2013 or 14, and I actually came tied second at the time, and I just missed uh, being able to be a part of the, the Olympiad. And I mean, it was such a dream Uh, back then and I was like I'll never be able to achieve this because everyone was older than me a little bit uh, more experienced as well and just watching them being able to go to the Olympiad and seeing all the space in the world I mean it's like watching your favorite movie Henry and then uh, being able to meet the actors of that movie it's pretty much that but you're walking into the hall and they're like meters away from you and sometimes you even get the chance to meet them And it's, I cannot explain this experience. It's just insane. Um, And then in 2016, I was finally able to to go. And I mean, we met so many of our heroes um, because you read books and it's either the author of that book or the author speaking about this player, or yeah, it's just videos you watch. I mean, I've watched so many chess videos uh, compared to to movies like blitz videos or just general instructor videos and being able to see them in real life it just doesn't feel real it, it feels like a dream Henry <laughs> yeah so
0: I feel like it
1: was, uh, yeah
0: oh sorry I, I feel like this might get a little bit okay. esoteric for some people uh it might be a little bit out of, out of most people's Um, brainwaves but uh, uh, is is there a photograph of you somewhere with Hikaru is like have I did I see that correctly
1: oh my gosh you did some digging didn't you Uh, yeah yeah. Uh, (laughs) um yeah there is a photo there is definitely a photo uh let me see if I think it might have been on Facebook
0: yeah I think it, it potentially when you type in jesse feb there's a lot of things that type, that come up like you're a, you have a wikipedia page and everything
1: wait what okay i might know that i have a wikipedia page yes but i do because i've seen you i've
0: seen i've seen you post stories about your, your wikipedia page
1: i yes so i posted it because someone changed it and that's how i like found out so someone changed the text something about fortnite and then i saw this um Oh my gosh! I can't believe it. Wait, you you saw on it must have been on on Facebook that you saw this.
0: Potentially, it could have been. Um, I I do a lot of digging when I when I chat to people. It's 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 in case I have uh, dead air and I need to ask a lot of like questions, you know.
1: Oh, that's that's the worst. No one wants no one wants dead air. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So so you're you're um. You're a creep like me i always like to make sure that i, I know everything about everyone so that that's important to know
0: 100 mm-hmm. and i feel like maybe even within the chess realm it's even more important because i feel like there's also a lot of research that goes into into chess um when you're like researching your different opposition is that a thing
1: yeah so when you are about to play someone and you know that they're either stronger than you or even weaker than you it really doesn't matter Um, it's a good idea to not only Google them, but not Google them in, like, a creepy way. It's Google their games. So, then you would look up their games, and then there's, like, a whole online database of the games that they've played previously. You'll be... ...pair against them according to what they play in the opening. And it's usually, like, opening preparation, so theory, that you've seen them play before, and that way you can anticipate what exactly they will be doing. And, uh the better prepared you are, of course, the the higher the chance of you doing well in the game, not just winning, but having a higher quality game. And it's nice to be able to to prepare. So, for instance, if you have an interview, and you know what kind of questions they're going to ask you, then it's always good to prepare that way. And uh, it it kind of translates into life. I know that sounds like super cheesy, but chess, in a way, prepares you for a lot of things in life too. with the discipline and the problem solving and the patience and the preparation and and a lot of those things if you
0: yeah that do you, do you when you cuz you you mentioned earlier that you coach a lot of different people do you coach a lot of people then in terms of life not just chess
1: oh yeah so i was talking about like if i were to travel with my students to tournaments and uh, they would have some terrible loss um I mean, obviously they would either be crying or like really depro about the loss. And I mean, it's, it's nice to, to be able to sit down with them and just, um, kind of relate to them because a lot of what they go through, I've most definitely gone through before. So if it's maybe losing against someone, they... They never win against maybe this person has this psychological stronghold over them it's nice to be able to relate to that because i've been through that before or maybe just going on this like downward spiral of losing 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 and just not knowing why maybe having brilliant preparation getting into great positions um so it wouldn't be something on a preparation end but just psychologically um being able to speak to them and say listen winning isn't everything and no game is going to be your last game like stop treating it like it's going to be the last game you'll ever play in your life you know what i mean and then saying to them you know it's just a game yes chess we take it seriously because maybe it's a competitive level that we're we're playing at at this point but you're still young and think about it like this wilhelm steinitz the first ever world champion became world champion at the age of 60 So if you're younger than 60, there's still hope. (laughs) Don't give up, you know. But of course, we get into it. So it's all in the moment. It's all like emotional. Um, But I like dealing with that kind of stuff because I know at the end of the day, I'm going to be helping that player or that student um, achieve their goals. And if it's a psychological barrier, I know there's always something we can do about it. If it's chess, then we work on the chess. If it's in the mind, then we work on that if it's a physical aspect of like physical fitness and not being able to um, endure maybe 11 games of chess that run over two weeks, then then we deal with that. Maybe just fixing um, the diet or fixing just like get some fitness going or whatever. So, I mean, there's so many aspects in chess that you have to work on in order to be the best player you can possibly be. So um, yeah, I, I enjoy working on that kind of stuff, figuring out what the problem is. And that's why I said um, chess translates to all these like life things so problem solving where's the problem let's go and fix it you know
0: i feel like that was really what this this whole little monologue that you had going there was was very eye-opening because i had no idea the the influence that maybe like physical fitness or your diet would actually have on your chess game and that you thought about it so intently and that you helped other people with that kind of thing so if i may ask do you have like a a specific fitness regimen that you follow to uh, be a top class chess player
1: um sorry i didn't hear you there what what did you say henry um i did hear you i just didn't want to listen uh, to what you were saying about fitness i'm such a potato (laughs) um no, so I wish I could practice what I preach most of the time. A lot of it is just dedicating my time to other people rather than focusing on myself, although I do try to stay fit. I do try to um eat healthily. let's just say that the trying part is you know it's it's more promising than the doing part so um the the problem is i I really like food and i I really I'm I'm really a busy person who sits on a chair and works on a computer most of the day. So I, I do try to practice what I preach most of mostly but let's just say I'm I'm better at helping people than I'm better that I that I am at helping myself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: So so segueing from this, do you have some kind of daily routine? I f- I feel like with the with the streams that you guys run, it's it's you get such strange sleeping hours so do you have some do you have any kind of routine during the day
1: yes <laughs> um well let's just also say here henry that um routines scare me and that and i'm very happy that i don't have a routine so i think i would absolutely die if i had some kind of 9 to 5 job also my my lessons run at odd hours so my latest lesson maybe ends at 1 a.m. and Excellent. Um, some of my lessons begin at 12 p.m. So I will be sleeping from like 3 a.m. to 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. and then working again and then maybe I'll take a nap and then sleep really early or really late, depending. And I mean, like I said, I don't know if it was offline or uh, off-air, sorry, off-air or on-air, but (laughs) I streamed for nine hours yesterday and it wasn't even intentional. I was just trying to reach a goal. I reached that goal And then we celebrated with some like other interactive games. And um, as long as the, you know, the viewership was there, then I I stayed on and we all enjoyed ourselves. And I I literally streamed from half past 11 in the morning all the way to like 8, 9, 9 p.m.
0: Jeez, like.
1: And uh, I didn't realize how tired I was afterwards because I had a cup of coffee. I ate on stream. I also had a Red Bull. And afterwards, I just crashed. I was like I'm gonna take a nap and work after that so I took a nap and slept right through and I didn't realize um because people were calling me and stuff and I wasn't responding they're like are you dead and I was like no I just
0: slept
1: I'm so sorry I woke up at half past five this morning not knowing what to do with my life <laughs> and uh, yeah so it, it is really odd to the sleeping and I need to create some kind of I have a schedule this is the thing i have a schedule of things i need to get done it just doesn't work out that way unfortunately
0: yeah so i'm curious again and i know we're, we're hopping on a lot about the streaming thing but I, I feel like this is it's, it's such an incredibly interesting topic for me at the moment sure. did, did you always have the kind of personality where you were just like oh, i'm just in front of some camera talking to a whole bunch of strangers from around the world and it's okay Were you always that kind of person to just be okay with that kind of thing?
1: That's a really good question. No. (laughs) So when I was at school, I was the shyest human being in the world. And then university popped around and it opened my eyes to to so many things. I mean, my whole schooling career was like an all girls experience. And the only co-ed experience I ever got was like through chess and even there that would be like a male dominating sport, so I would be among maybe thirty uh, guys or like boys in a class i would I would be the only one or maybe two girls in a class and I mean I was always like really withdrawn and, and shy and really spoken only speak when spoken to and even when it came to like presentations in class, I would get really nervous so I'd over prepare make sure even my notes I wasn't able to like Bear with just bullet points because my brain would absolutely shut down while I'm up there. I would forget to breathe. So it looks like I'm panting half the time. (laughs) So like presenting was very difficult for me. And then when it reached like grade 11, grade 12, it became a little bit easier. And I really enjoyed giving orals. I would get like um, good marks for the presentations that I that I did. Um, But I was just really nervous in front of everyone. And then grade 12 came around and I was captain of the chess team. And I had to give um a speech at some like awards ceremony. And that was in front of probably a hundred plus people. And that's, I think, like the beginning of the turning point where I was like, you know what? I really have to deal with this. And my inability to speak in front of people was just so big. And I knew that I wanted to like. Uh, give lectures at some point with chess later on in life that i took on toastmasters and toastmasters helped me a bit a bit but it, it took a lot of different things in my life that i had to change in order to be better at this and soon enough i was able to um give speeches at schools or give speeches or give lectures in front of people and last year i was at west coast and i was standing in front of like 50 people And I had to speak about my life and my experiences and just like some antidotes um, on how to improve in chess and life. And somehow it was being recorded. And after the speech, I was like, so how did I do? I should have gone on for longer. And my mom was the one recording it. She said, you just spoke with no notes for 45 minutes. And I was like, what? And that was like a wow moment for me because that's never happened. I've always had to have like some kind of notes. The night before I tried to prepare some notes, but that didn't work. All I had in the document in front of me was like, smile. <laughs> and then, um, so, so that's what I had. And uh, it was, it was yeah, it was a momentous occasion. <laughs> um,
0: that's, that is but amazing. But then since then,
1: things... Yeah, since then things really turned around for me and streaming was difficult in the beginning because first of all, you don't know who's on the other side of the, the, the camera, who's watching, what their reaction is, because that's way different to um, standing in front of people because you can, you can read the audience. Reading the audience is just so important because if you're making a joke and they don't laugh, you know what's wrong. <laughs> don't make those kind of jokes um but if you're on stream and you're making jokes and you're the only one laughing i mean that's kind of awkward but then again you, you live through it and now i'm I'm making jokes all the time i'm laughing at my own jokes if they're just like oh jesse no 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 then i'm like you do you man <laughs> but now i'm also part of um a different streaming platform called coach and and chess 24 and that's more serious end of things because that's speaking about actual coaching and antidotes on how to improve and um i've never felt more at home Um, it's just that i'm the youngest there most inexperienced among the talk hosts and i'm the one trying to keep things light i'm also on the production end so it's more like i'm making jokes where possible then if there's dead air the chat would be laughing and i would be laughing but no one else would be laughing and i'm just like you know what oh well (laughs) but uh, yeah it's been a whole process it didn't i didn't just wake up one day and then like be okay with everything it was it was a process it was like step by step you know
0: mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um what what you were saying earlier about making jokes to absolutely no one and then just hoping that there's people on the other end who are appreciating your your jokes i can i can i can 100 empathize with that so i mentioned earlier that i (laughs) i've done a couple of like live stream photo shoots and um i'm I'm one of those awkward Mm -hmm. human beings who throws around a lot of dad jokes and uh, yeah, it's the oh, same yeah. kind of thing. It's, it's like, it's me. And then maybe I've got like a producer, someone who's, who's by the computer, just making sure like they're reading me questions and then like maybe a model that I'm photographing and then I'm making these dad jokes. And, and everyone in the studio is like, <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm busy giggling to myself. And it's like, you have no idea if anyone else is appreciating your wit. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I could empathize with that. But it is it is an interesting skill set to have to be able to be really lighthearted when there's no one around or, or, or you no know, it no one in your presence rather because again with, with the live streaming you're streaming to I mean, I don't know what your numbers are at the moment. I feel like you guys you guys are in the thousands by now. Um you know oh, streaming, to, no, no, no. <laughs> streaming to at least a couple of hundred <laughs> people um you know i i find myself asking people so many questions because i'm like do you understand what's taking place right now because like you can't read the room and i feel like that's a it's a whole new mm. skill set that you've had to develop to be able to put this mm. show together if i can call it that mm-hmm. um, and yeah. that's amazing um
1: it's not really okay when you say skill set, it makes it sound like we like trained for this, but it really just happened. Um, and I, I love this where you know, maybe you study something for three years at university and you jump straight into the working world, and maybe it's just not what you expected because everything you've learned hasn't really trained you for practice, or um, maybe you're studying. Um, I don't know, business. And the theory is there, but the application, I mean, it takes a lot more experience. And that's why a lot of jobs require maybe a certain level of experience before being able to apply, which also sucks for those who just seek, you know, an internship or something like that, or uh, just want to to work and they can't because they don't have any experience in it. And I really like that because we don't have any training, we don't have um, any sort of guideline this is kind of figuring it out as we go when it comes to to twitch and live streaming but um as time went on people have been so helpful and collaborated with as well have been like issuing a you know and we're helping each other as well maybe so maybe change this or maybe something Rebecca is doing wrong so it's nice to not be in this alone honestly I don't think we'd be where we are if it was just one of us um, I'm honestly more reckless <laughs> than Rebecca is so she kind of keeps me in line and uh, with the the creativity and graphics and I'm, I'm more like Rebecca maybe change this and this and this so we definitely help each other. It's like a dynamic that we have going. So that trumps any skill we could have acquired way in the beginning. Yeah. Mm.
0: Do you? Would you say you know you guys have obviously started the hashtag chess stream together? Has it? Do you think it would have been the kind of thing that you could have done by yourself, or was it really the team effort is what's made it?
1: I think if it wasn't for us getting together and actually deciding to do this, we would have been way too afraid to jump into it alone. I would never have thought of doing this because so many people in South Africa, maybe our chess friends or something are like, yeah, maybe you should try like chess streaming. I see that's quite the fad right now. And I mean, in South Africa, Twitch itself is not very popular. YouTube is more popular. So maybe you'll find that um, people in South Africa are more inclined to upload videos to YouTube. Life. and um, maybe, in you know, America it's way more popular, but it's, it's slowly, you know, uh, people are knowing about it and we're telling our friends about it, so the word is, spreading, which is nice. Uh, honestly, I don't think so, um, to go on our own, but we make such a great team that why, why would we ever split up and go our
0: separate ways. <laughs> and uh to when
1: we have successes sorry sorry honey you're saying
0: no 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 please continue
1: Uh, when we have our successes we celebrate together and when we have our downfalls and there are there are a lot of downfalls there's not just up 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 you know it's some tough things that we have to deal with we deal with it together so um we're never alone which is nice
0: you mentioned that you guys deal with such some some tough things. What's what's one of the most difficult things that you guys have had to do together?
1: I think the toughest thing is constantly putting ourselves out there and maybe applying for certain things. So, for instance, if we're looking for sponsorship for equipment that we may need, or um, reaching out for a collaboration that we really really want, or even partnership. Like for Twitch partnership, we've we've reached um the prerequisites but applying for it is like a whole new story you know and this is the kind of like just maybe being left and we've applied for partnership and i must say we've applied twice and both times we got rejected but we're not giving up. And I mean our numbers are still growing, our community's growing, and it's looking a lot better than it, it did before. So of course we we'll, we're, um, we're constantly gonna push and, and, and try to, because we really want that verification badge, you know, and it's gonna look good for um, applications in future when it comes to uh, proposals for different tournaments or sponsorship and that kind of stuff. So um, we do have our setbacks, but it doesn't stop us from moving forward.
0: Hmm. um so you've actually been interviewed by rebecca your your co chess master um (laughs) would you say that you guys have the kind of relationship where she's a little bit more of the uh i don't know sort of like mom mom figure in the relationship is is that is that the right way to put it (laughs)
1: Yes, everyone uh, implies that that I need a babysitter in my life, or just like a general, and Rebecca constantly saying, you need a personal assistant, dude, like, (laughs) you're so disorganized, because I have a lot going on in my life, I have so many things that I I have to keep track of, and I mean, it's not, it's not bad, Um, she definitely, like I said, keeps me in line, Um, but uh, I really don't want to say yes, I don't, (laughs) Henry, why are you going to do this? but she, she's, she's, uh, she's amazing. Honestly, I I don't know what I would do without her. Um, uh, I'm not answering. That. <laughs> I said what I needed to say.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Um, I, I must say I love it. I love it when you guys are, are streaming together. Uh, and just the the relationship that you guys have, how you guys bounce off of each other, and I, I feel like there's a from Rebecca's side maybe a bit, maybe a bit of eye rolling going on, but I, I think that's what makes it great is that is that the vibe that you guys have between the two of you, the the chemistry, it's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, because sometimes I go on rants and then sometimes she's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> so that's great. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to send you something after this podcast. I'm not supposed to, but um, it's something I created. It's in its like drafting phase, so obviously it's going to be tweaked a lot. But it's going to be. Uh, it paints a very great picture of the dynamic between the two of
0: us. Please do. yes. Yeah, send it to me. I'm talking about send something.
1: It yeah, it's like a short little three-minute thing, and uh, she's like literally like, "What is going on? Did the chat say this? Oh no, <laughs> it's Jesse saying." <laughs> oh my gosh it's great yeah.
0: i'm I'm looking forward to this i'm looking forward to this um <laughs> so 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 swiftly along um you you asked me actually as preparation for the podcast i don't know if you were if you were particularly nervous um or, or what it was i don't think you're the kind of person who gets really nervous actually if i'm honest but you asked me if there's any specific I'm questions that i'd you, be so. <laughs> you, you asked me if there were any specific questions that I that I ask with with regards to the podcast, and as I mentioned to you, and as I'm sure you've noticed, I haven't asked any of those questions. Um, That's fine. I, I don't I don't tend to ask a, a set parameter of questions, but there are one or two that mm-hmm. I go to, um, especially if I feel like the conversation's getting you know too boring or something. Um, <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Have we but, reached that point, Henry? No. <laughs> But 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 something that that, that's that's (laughs) it's it's one of the questions that pops out to me. I think it's just because it's in a completely different font to the rest of the questions on my list. But and I I just think this is the kind of question that'll really suit your personality. But is there something that you believe that other people think other people think is like absolutely crazy?
1: Yeah. Out of all the questions, that was probably the most difficult one to (laughs) <laughs> to think about, I think I avoided avoided thinking about it, because um, there's just so many things that that I do that others appear to be okay. Um, when they're like, "What do you want to do with your life?" Uh, and I answer them, I'm like, first of all, I have no idea where uh, where it's leading. Like, it could literally go like 180 at any point in time, and I'm okay with that. I'm I'm very open to to change." maybe it takes a lot of, um, uh, I don't know, having a, like a strong will, I guess, because in some ways I hate change, but in many it's, it's okay because it's inevitable, change is inevitable and they're like, are you, what about nine to five, like what is your, what is your goal in life? And I would tell them exactly what it is and they're like, are you sure that's okay though? Is that like, are you going to be able to have a sustainable living that way? i'm like yeah well life is short why would you do anything why would you spend your life doing anything but what you love because at any point in time your life could end and what do you have to show for it you gotta keep on doing what you love and yeah whether it ends up being a success or not it's it's worth the try you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take there you go with the cheesy again okay yeah i'm all about cheesy cheesy things henry so and also cheese is great (laughs) <laughs>
0: um, something I've, I've actually been meaning to bring up in, in conversation, whether that's in chats uh, on all of your streams or at the beginning of this conversation, is actually something you mentioned off, off air, which was I asked you like, what is your first language, I don't know why, why we ended up asking why I asked you that question, but you were like, Oh, no, it's French. And I was like, Wait, what? Um, <laughs> But something I've been meaning to ask you, as I said, either in chat or or at some point during this podcast, is where does your accent come from, or where the way that way that you pronounce certain words? I feel like you've got like this very English way of of saying things. Does that come from something specific?
1: <laughs> what? No, um, what? <laughs> I have a, a South African accent. South African accent. What are you talking about? Um. I think just uh, traveling. Okay. No, a lot of my students aren't from South Africa. Um, I've been coaching for about five years and some of them are from US. Some of them are from Spain. Some of them are just from different parts of Europe as well. And that explains my sleeping patterns too. Seven seven or nine hour uh seven nine hour difference and then I would have to coach late at night. And even their pronunciation is completely different. So I would be like, yeah you're gonna move the pawn here and here and they're like what did you say? Did you say pawn? And I'm like oh sorry pawn pawn oh. <laughs> here <laughs> <laughs> Yeah and then you would get like some Spanish guy or or something like that being like um yes, and know uh, the pone the pone and the this and this and I'm like, huh? <laughs> so it's all about just kind of pronouncing things out and I don't know how that happened, but if I'm pronouncing things differently, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not mocking anyone. No, no, this is it's a me, I'm mario. <laughs> yeah
0: oh man it. if if anyone if anyone isn't if, if anyone isn't yet they they need to go and and follow you on instagram just just for the memes i feel like so much of this conversation <laughs> so much of this conversation would make sense if people were just following you and following you on instagram
1: <laughs> yeah i'm all about the memes i'm sorry if i talk in memes sometime um, sometimes <laughs> you know. Henry, I'm very sorry.
0: Uh, please don't apologize. It's great. Um, so Jesse, starting to, starting to wind things down. Um, here, we, we, again, we spoke as, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we spoke off air for like 20 minutes before we actually started going. And, uh, I, I jokingly said that the podcast is going to take four hours. Um, but no, we, do, we do try to keep it under an hour. So starting to, to bring things to a close over here, Jesse, if you and had time access has gone so quickly, I I know. It's it's like one of those things it's just time flies when you're having fun, right? There we go. <laughs> Jesse, if um if you had access to this this microphone in front of you, which you obviously do and it's apparently the same one that I have in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah,
1: that's really cool because uh, yeah, i saw one of your videos actually I, I feel like i knew the answer before you answered because i saw one of your videos of you singing and i was like yo this guy's good at singing and then i saw the mic and i was like wait wait we have the same mic also why don't i sound as good as this guy when I'm singing? Uh, <laughs> so i was like giving up on life i was like i love singing but you know what let's just just keep this for like shower times you know no one no one can hear you. Um,
0: Continue. Oh, man. Sorry, go yes. ahead. <laughs> so if, if this microphone was attached to, to all of the headphones earphones on the whole wide world and, and everyone was listening to you right right now what is one message that you would like to leave with the world's populace Ah.
1: Uh. Just to yeet yourself into your passion, man. No, I take the yeet back. So I started using yeet very ironically. um, And then it just kind of cemented itself into my vocabulary, which I hate. Um, So don't say yeet, first of all. In any professional environment, I don't recommend. Um, But also, life is short. Like I mentioned, life is short. And whatever your passion is, you have to kind of surround yourself and your life around your passion if you are spending the majority of your day doing something you hate just for maybe some some income or something that's going to make you love comfortably that's fine but you have to do what you love like if you don't know what your passion is if you don't know what you're passionate about or what makes you happy then seek that passion you have to go out and look for it because there's something for everyone and honestly i i don't i don't know how you stay sane <laughs> not doing what you love so go and chase that passion because it's it's not going anywhere just 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 go after it you know
0: Yeet. Mm. Yeet. <laughs> uh, again i i encourage i encourage anyone just to type yeet memes into google right now and and i'm sure you'd appreciate that a lot
1: uh Don't do that. Don't (laughs) listen to Henry Ghost. Don't don't
0: do it. (laughs) Oh, man. Jesse, so for all the party people on the interwebs listening right now, where can people find you? Not physically. Uh, Yeah, you
1: can. Oh, um, I was literally going to give my location. Okay. Um, So don't Google my location because it's obviously public on the net uh it isn't you can find me on instagram jesse underscore feb same on twitter and of course our little project hashtag chess which you can find on twitter and twitch so uh, twitch.tv forward slash hashtag chess is where we're at majority of the week we have a solid schedule that we post every single week and you'll you'll find us live um so if you ever happen to come across our live stream, just type yeet in the chat, and we'll be like, "Yo, what's up?" <laughs> no, um, yeah, you can you can just yeah come say hi. But uh, this, nice. is, this is glorious, Henry. Yeah, noise. Beautiful,
0: beautiful. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. Loved it every second. But just also just to clarify for people, it's it's not the hashtag. The symbol. It's hashtag spelled out, right? If I'm if I'm, if I'm understanding correctly.
1: Yeah, so it's it's literally H A S H T A G chess. Uh you gotta spell it out. Yeah.
0: There it is. As you do there most things
1: is. um when visiting our stream, because it goes over our head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All about the dad jokes too. <clears throat>
0: uh Jesse, this was this was great. I don't think I've laughed as much in any of my previous podcast episodes. So this was great. Thank you very much. <laughs> this um, is good. <laughs> and so to everyone Thanks who for has inviting
1: me henry it's a pleasure
0: it's it's such a joy. it's such a joy. thank you for being on the show and to everyone else who has been listening to the podcast uh thank you so much for joining in on another episode of creators on business i will catch you guys all on the next one cheers
1: bye